What's going on, guys? This is Rob Doster here. I want to let you know about our sponsors, Anchor by Spotify. If you haven't heard about them yet, it is the easiest way for you to make a podcast. I know because all of our 28 podcasts on the field of 68 and the field of 12 use Anchor by Spotify. It has the tools that will allow you to record and edit your pods right from your phone or your computer. You can distribute anywhere. Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Play, all those places that allow you to listen to podcasts for absolutely free. Anchor sends those pods directly to the feeds. And here's the best part about it. Anchor is totally free. So make sure you download the Anchor app or go to anchor.fm if you want to get started on your own podcast. We're picking up the conversation for part two of the DTF podcast right now. All right, two quick things that I want to touch on before we get out of here. First and foremost, uh, North Carolina brings everyone back. Caleb Love is back. R.J. Davis is back. Armando Baycott is back. Leaky Black is back. How good do you guys see this team being in Hubert Davis's second season? Did they just catch fire during March, or is this the kind of team that could end up finding a way to to get back to a national title game? They, they absolutely kept you know caught fire in March. I think that's one of the big things about the whole thing. It's a very good team. They're going to be very talented. Now they've learned how to play together a little bit more. What in the world? Uh, now they're going to learn to play together a little bit more, and it's going to it's going to make it interesting. I was disappointed a little bit when Matthew Meyer decided decided to uh, go to Illinois as opposed to uh, North Carolina. Did I throw you off? Did I throw yeah. you off your thought there? Yeah, it threw me off. I didn't know what was going on. Goodman, how good is North Carolina going to be next season? That's where that's the topic we're on right now. I don't know. I mean, again, I, I think the expectations are so damn high for them right now. And again, it's like you were mediocre for ninety percent of the season, and you were friggin' fantastic for the the ten percent that mattered most. But I still can't get that ninety percent out of my head. Mm-hmm. And for and the people I listening right now, real, real quick, T.O., real quick, T.O., real quick, T.O., for the people listening right now, Jeff Goodman just bombed our Zoom for this uh, for the, for this podcast. <laughs> With he the aid of up. John Fanna, though. With a little With, bit oh, of help. Yeah. Oh, fantastic. A little bit of an boss. assist. <laughs> I, I think people for, are discrediting how good Brady Manick was. Yeah, so, I like, agree. I, yeah. I'm 100% with you. Like, he opened everything up for them. Yeah, he did. He did. And I, that's one of the reasons I thought Meyer was just going to be able to slide right in. And that would have been such a perfect kind of, hey, man, we can kind of keep this train rolling yeah. type of ordeal. But uh, it's going to be interesting to see, that, like, who's going to be that next guy? Like, Leaky Black, he is what he is. He's a defender. He shot the ball better last season. But it's, it, it's, there's a lot up in the air because Brady Manick, man, what, he measured outlandishly at the combine. Yeah. It was like a seven oh, foot yeah. two wingspan. He was like legit six <laughs> ten. Like that guy's a good player, and he shot north of forty. That's going to be a lot to replace because he was that guy. He was the key cog to Hubert Davis saying, "Hey, I want to space it out more for Caleb Love." Right? Yes. So, Bingo. like, that's kind of where you wonder how that's going mm-hmm. to be able to move. What, what do you think of Puff Tio? I think I think Puff's body is going to have a hard time because he's so narrow. Uh, you saw him throw up on the floor. At the national championship game, <laughs> literally, literally ten feet in front of me. That was yeah. he throw up, Doster. What what did he have for uh, for lunch? Or it was it, it was a lot of, a lot of liquid. A lot of liquid it looked like right. <laughs> yeah, a lot of liquid. good to know. Just sources say 
Sources say there was a chunk or two, but mostly. Liquid. Oh, don't get that graphic. Sources <laughs> say it was red Gatorade. <laughs> now, you hear hey, me no, now? Is my voice still a strange? Or better, I, no, you're much better. I like your old voice better. better, but okay. What did it sound like? I was wor- I was worried like there was something wrong with my feet again, but now it was. You were like, it was just clicking. You were like, yeah. Really, was, the moment you came in, something went wrong. That being said, the reason why I, I told you. <laughs> That's a story of goodness. Might be the story. Might be the story of this network. It all backfired on me. I wanted you to come on because you could witness Bobby D having feel, like he really had feel tonight no in this draft preview. I don't believe it. I, I I'll listen to it, but no, but, you won't. I mean, you'll listen to it. Okay. He, he was so proud. <laughs> he give me he was so proud notes. of these twenty-six minutes that he did of research. It was the longest he's ever researched anything in his entire life, dating back to his days at Vassar College, when um, the only research he did was jacking up threes and and, and making like three of 300. I don't know if that's true, because I'm pretty sure you said 23 minutes of research. I'm pretty sure he did a 23-minute monologue talking about second-round picks and the minimum. So, (laughs) Yeah, I locked it in, man. You, he did facts. research. There's no doubt. He, I know. He, he brought the heat. facts. Okay. First of all, first of all, the idea that the only thing that I researched when I was in college was how to shoot threes is completely false. I did a ton of research on what the best pump was to get for the kegs that you buy, right? The best <laughs> okay. way to ice down a keg, right? Okay. I also figured out that all you need to be able to do is return 140 bottles and you can get a refill on an empty keg in Poughkeepsie, wow. New York. Yeah. It's pretty good. That? It's pretty good. You research. You research more than that. Yeah, you research more than that. So, what was the the biggest thing you guys learned tonight from Bobby D? Was what, Fana? Well, we learned that of the (laughs) in the last ten years of the guys taken in the second round. Correct me if I'm wrong. Ninety-one percent of those guys in the last ten years taken in. Last four in years. the last four years, 91% of those guys have in some way, shape, or form either been given the league minimum or signed a two-way contract in the NBA. All right. Mm-hmm. Good job. But, which, hey, which, yeah, he did prove that. But that also proves, like, the NBA's progression towards making the G League a real minor Relevant. league, right? Yes. Well, that's It true. makes it a real minor league, which no, I think no, is no. a good thing. To me, it, it shows what happens when you have the two-way deals, right? Because it, the, 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 yeah. that 91% number. But is, that's what T.O.'s saying. T.O.'s saying yes. they did the two ways to make it so these kids weren't making. Do you know what they're, I mean, you, you realize what they were making a few years ago, right? That's I what he brought up. 12 yeah. grand playing for the Iowa Energy. You know, Another reason I never want to go back to Iowa. Right. You know, like it, it was nothing. ridiculous. <laughs> I mean, you couldn't survive. On, on the lowest level salary in, mm-hmm. in the G League. So that they had to change it because they wanted to keep some of the players from going overseas and, and whatnot and keep the best players in the G League if they could right. and make it an attraction. I, you know, listen, I, I assume, Rob, you were doing this study to show what the difference will be for a lot of these kids that are that are right now trying to determine whether or not to, to get NIL in college or well- – you know, roll the dice and maybe be a, a 30s, 40s, 50s or an undrafted guy. And, and ultimately, again, most of them are getting, you know, two ways or thereabouts. 
Well, I mean, that was right. the point is that right now, if you end up being a top 50 pick, the last two drafts, right? Since, yep. since two, I, I explained this earlier, but two ways have changed to where you get that you essentially get a guaranteed mid to high 400, $400,000 deal, right? I, I explained this, but like it's, it's not guaranteed money. But what front office people told me is that if you have a good agent, it's basically guaranteed money, right? So if you're a top 50 pick, only one guy in the last two drafts coming out of college didn't end up getting at least a two-way deal. If not, one year guaranteed league minimum. Uh, sixty. It was 22 out of the 32 college guys drafted in the second round of the last two drafts. Got at least one year guaranteed the league minimum. 19 of the 32 got two years guaranteed the league minimum. The, which is 2.4 million in the first two years that you play. Right. And the point I tried to make was I just still don't understand why you don't sit there and have the realization if you're a Jalen Williams, you go back to Arkansas. Now you could be theoretically the number one team in the country. You don't have to be the guy every single night because you're surrounded by talent, but you'll be the face. You'll be on ads. You'll be on the cover of the media guide. It'll be the most anticipated hogs basketball season in what three decades. And you know, as well as anybody, Jeff, about that fan base, that if you're a Jalen Williams, my point was not everybody is a Wendell Moore. Like not everybody's going to sit there and say like Wendell who took honest feedback and said, you know what? I do have to get better at the college level. And then I'll be able to sit there and say, all right, now it's time for me to go. Why does a Jalen Williams not come back to college where he could benefit big time and still guarantee himself that money? Because he may never get any shots because of Nick Smith and, and Jordan Walsh and all these other guys. So in his mind, he's probably thinking, Hey, you know what? It's flipped here. It's about the young guys at this point, I can come back, but I'm not going to get me better. What I need to do is work on my shot. And where can I work on my shot better than all day? I don't want to go to class anymore. I want to be done. I want to get in the gym and work on my shot. So I have a chance to stick in the league. Why waste enough? I'm playing devil's advocate here. I understand what you're saying. I'm playing devil's advocate and showing you the other side. If I'm Jalen Williams and saying, you know what? I'm out. I'm out. You know what the other part of it is? He might have gotten tired of dealing with the uh, the coach down there who could be the a little degrading. Yeah. Yeah. The bus I mean, bus. Yeah. The he, bus he, he, works, on you. He's he works you hard. He works He's you hard. Wherever he goes in the NBA, at least he'll get some time off and, and, and the coaches won't be texting him uh, at, you know, three o'clock. He could take a nap in peace. Uh, this just made me think of this here. Does Musbus and the way that things are going in Arkansas, and here we go, back-to-back Elite Eight appearances, how much does that bother Big Blue Nation? I don't know. I don't know. T.O., you think it bothers Kentucky? So I don't know. I don't know if Kentucky fans have, have registered yet how good Arkansas really is. Right. They haven't. Like Kentucky, Kentucky people are only about Kentucky and right. everybody else. Right. They got they got those on. It's like Alabama football fans. Yeah. Okay. Well, but like Alabama just hasn't quite. stopped winning. Alabama hasn't stopped winning. Cal's gone back to back years and he's and flat out failed. I mean, let's let's face it. It hasn't met the expectation level that those fans have. My point is, I was looking today at rosters across the country. And, like, man, Oscar Sheepway coming back changes everything for Kentucky. It sure does. But, God, when I think about Arkansas and the kind of expectations those people have, and then you think about the fact, okay, if Kentucky's beyond that, that's fine. But three, three straight it. years, 
they're not beyond their fana. They just like like Tio said, they don't think about anything but them. Mm-hmm. Okay. All that matters is them. Period. Yeah. They don't when when you add like they'll comment on like Johnny Davis earlier last season when Johnny Davis was national player of the year, and it was like, Well, Oscar, Oscar this, Oscar that. And I'm like, you guys wouldn't know Johnny Davis if he was in front of you right now. You have no idea. All you do is watch a Kentucky game and, and then you're done. So that's like Iowa fans and Keegan Murray. It sounds very similar to Iowa fans and Keegan Murray. Yeah. Yeah. They just, and a lot of, there are a lot of fan bases that are like that. And then there are some that will watch more. Now, wait a minute. Now this podcast, the DTF podcast tonight, pretty much came to a consensus. Talia Goodman, if you're up that the Indiana Hoosiers are the front runner in the big 10. It's amazing. It's amazing to me that we're saying this and, and I'm, I'm ecstatic because you know, it, it gets me to Bloomington and Talia can't tell me not to come. Like that's the beauty <laughs> of this right now is no Tal. Like Indiana's playing Michigan state, Indiana's playing Ohio state in Bloomington. Like you can't tell me not to come. I'm coming. I'm she, coming. She, anyway. tell she you. does not realize what she got herself into by going to Indiana this year. <laughs> you're gonna you're gonna be showing up every other week and be like, hey, you want to go out to dinner? No, I want to go hang out with my friends. Get the hell out of here. You're embarrassing me. <laughs> no, you can meet us at Kilroy's later, and then you can pay for all of our drinks. That's Probably. what's gonna happen. That's what it'll yeah, be. Yeah. It'll be, hey dad, come on in, and then I'll come in, pay for the drinks, and then she'll be she'll probably ditch me. Yeah, yeah. Be like, you <laughs> gotta ditch go. me. Right. You got to go. Exactly. Do you Not have every update? weekend as parents weekend, dad? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Do you have an updated thought on Mike Woodson? Um, <laughs> I got to be so careful now. Um, all I'll say is, listen, momentum's everything. Um, think about how, how the margin for error there was. If they don't beat Illinois in the Big Ten tournament, we're talking right now about them not making the NCAA tournament. Maybe not getting Trace back. Who knows how that changes? Might not have changed anything with Trace, but they're not getting Malik Renault probably. Um, and, and then you're talking about like a totally different deal. One game, one game. And I've wanted to do this over and over. And I just, maybe I'll try to do it in the next week, but talk to like four coaches this past year and that were kind of on the bubble and maybe either got in or didn't get in and show three possessions, three, three, it could be possessions, could be a call, whatever it is, three plays that would completely change, whether it was Indiana getting in to not getting in, or, you know, the teams on the bubble that, you know, wouldn't help Georgetown there, fan. I'm sorry, but, um, you know, we're not going to, we're not going to get them 16. You know what, Jeff, though, here's the thing, here's this thing that's said about that, Jeff. If you went and did that study and started to look, because I was thinking in general, yeah. Like, and you, we talked about this on, on this very platform that that is literally the difference for some guys between whether or not they kept their job. hundred percent, hundred percent. I mean, Travis Steele, He's you don't think we can come up with three plays or, yeah. or, you know, something at, at the end of games, or it might not even be the end of a game. It might be a kid getting hurt. Might be a kid getting, you know, a technical, whatever it is, the margin for error is so small when you're talking about those teams that are seated as shit, Carolina, let's talk oh. about Carolina guys. Yeah. Yep. I mean, that's, that's the wild thing about it. It, it, it margin for air in some of these leagues too. It, it's all these leagues. Uh, most of these leagues are playing one, two, three possession games. Yeah. 
But mm-hmm. it, what's amazing is the element of if you have one great 40 minutes on a Thursday or Friday night, the third or Thursday or Friday night in March, or the second in your conference tournament, and that's what punches your ticket at a mid-major, that, that's now more of a ticket than it's ever been for you to get your next step up. Yeah. Yeah. Hey, Fanta, did Doster tell you you're going to have a new shirts coming in soon? He's working on the design right now. Dawson's mm-hmm. all over. He, he's become a designer. So he's no, working I, on the I didn't, logo. I didn't, tell him, I didn't tell him about the merch store that, that, that's coming, which it is. I did tell him about the newsletter, though. The big newsletter dropping tomorrow. Big, big, big newsletter dropping. Huge, that's awesome. Huge, wow. Huge. I'm excited to read that. That's... I can't wait to see Fanta write one day for the newsletter. Mm-hmm. Happy to write for the newsletter. See, Fanta will do it all. He is the <laughs> ultimate jack of all trades. He will write. He'll do softball. What What other sport have you not called that you would like to call, Fanta? Curling. Cornhole. Yes, yes. I'm with Cornhole. you. Yeah. Bowling, I think I could build up the moment. Um, Bassmaster. You, know, you know what I would love to watch you do? The hot dog eating contest. Boom, my that one. Nathan's, <laughs> Nathan's hot dog eating contest. That's what I was going to say. I, you would just bring the heat and Joey oh, Chestnut would just be going yes. nuts on a bunch of glizzies. He's been working be for this his entire life. Be <laughs> Joey Chestnut, the hot dog goat strikes again. <laughs> Oh man. Are and you guys that... are you guys willing to come out, the three of you, and do a wedding broadcast? Yeah, oh, of course. Yes. Of course. Without question. We'll Without even question. We'll, we'll go a couple rounds of cornhole and you can call you can call a, a, an amateur cornhole competition. Me, uh, I don't want to be on Doster's team though. I, I good because I want to win. I feel like he would be awful at cornhole. <laughs> That's I I got a set in my basement that I what do you think I did during the So weekend? Goodman, Goodman's going to be at the Providence table at my wedding. Just oh, for the You're going to put me in between the lumpy dumper and, and who? There's <laughs> a lumpy dumper. He's getting Cooley, an invite to the Cooley over here and the lumpy dumper over here. <laughs> See, aren't you glad he crashed it? Yeah, exactly right. Awesome. This might be the longest podcast we've done. Yeah, oh. Tio's like Tio's like I have to get up in six hours to fly to fucking Sweden. Did you yeah, guys stop going tomorrow? to Sweden? I'm going tomorrow. Wow, how long are you going tomorrow. to Sweden for? We're going the first to the thirtieth uh, of June. We're going for the whole month. Maria hasn't been home since the beginning of the pandemic. The whole month. Uh, so we needed to do that, and then I got invited to. A do you see how thing. jealous? Do you see how jealous Goodman just got right there? He's like, yeah. oh. "You're taking a vacation for a month? What the fuck? <laughs> I, only Why I, get days. I only went I'm to stay up for the draft days. with you guys. I'm right. gonna stay up for the draft with you guys. So is you, we're not taking a month off. Like you're gonna be able to join us from Sweden, right? Yeah, yeah. Okay. I'll, I'll, I'll be able to pop on. I'm bringing my computer and microphone and everything. We'll be good. Yeah, we'll make it work. There might be a little bit of like a like a second delay, but it'll be fine. It just I won't be able to interrupt you like I usually do. That's the only difference. And then I'm going to Serbia for for five days with uh, uh, for the coaching clinic over there. Are you? Yeah. Nice. Nice. Yeah. I've wanted to go to Serbia too. That's... Let's do it. Come on. I've been trying to convince these two to go. I know. I'd like to. It won't be this year, but next year. Next year, maybe. Although you know, everything depends on Talia at this point. Yeah. You know, of course. what is um, briefly, what is this in Serbia? It's a massive coaching clinic. It's one of the, it's one of the best ones in the Eastern hemisphere. 
Wow. And a lot of big time names go to it. So I'm going to You say Cal Cal's coming out. I don't know. I don't know that for sure. I've heard rumors that that could be the case. So I don't want to throw that man out there. He must be. I, I don't know that Serbian. for sure. I don't know that for sure. But that's <laughs> Obviously, there's a Serbian over there. Otherwise, there's no way in hell he's going all the way to Serbia. Oh, Rob, Rob, we've gone this long. You, we've gone this long. We gotta talk about Wagner. Oh, oh yeah, now we're. I, I was, I was gonna save it because we've, we've already gone for an hour and a half on this <laughs> podcast. But let's go, go ahead for the people that aren't paying attention. Uh, DJ Wagner is the son of Dewan Wagner, the grandson of Milt Wagner. Uh, he was long thought to be a lock to end up going to Kentucky because of the relationships between Milt and John Calipari, obviously, Dewan Wagner and uh, uh, John Calipari in World Wide West and John Calipari. But Kenny Payne, longtime Kentucky assistant, new Louisville head coach, went ahead and hired Milt in a combination director of player personnel and like alumni relations role. Kenny and Milt played together on did they, were they on that 1980 championship team together? Yeah. Right. So yeah, there's a lot of, a lot of relationships there. So now all of a sudden it's like, is Louisville going to end up getting DJ Wagner? Kenny, hey, Kenny took, a pay, Kenny took uh, Cal's move. Yes. Hired they hired the same members. guy. They hired, they hired the same guy. Yeah, Cal, Cal hired Milt to get the son and help Kenny is hiring Milt to get the grandson, which is like, to me, this could end up being the wildest and the greatest and the most entertaining and the most uh, perfect kind of 2023 uh, college basketball recruiting story. It's going to be insane. It's going to be what awesome. would be a power move. What would be a power move if Cal went and hired Dewan? <laughs> <laughs> like that would be like, oh yeah, spill that third mate. spot. Um, yeah. Now this. Well, is- they did. They brought in. They brought in. Uh, it, it was. It was his half brother, right? Is it his half brother? Yeah, his, his best half friend? brothers on the half brother. Walk-on. Yeah, he's, he's a, a walk on at, at Kentucky right. right now. He's already on. He's already there. Wouldn't be the first time a walk on made news in the last year. That's very true. Very true. <laughs> yeah, Watch this will be a fun home. one. I mean, you know, to me, um, and I loved DJ. when we saw him last summer. He, he actually didn't make a ton of shots, Rob, when we saw him at, at PHM last year. But I, I was really impressed with just how he played. I expect him to be more of a chucker. And maybe it's just because, uh, you know, I remembered, you know, uh, Dewan as, as a chucker. When I saw him, you know, I covered him. And, uh, I mean, he scored 100 points in a game. Uh, DJ, to me, played with such poise and under control and everything. And, you know, number one player in the country. Um, I would handicap it as, as Louisville being the favorite. I mean, absolutely to me. I just think now you're talking about um, – Kenny Payne having a different level of relationship that that's that's the difference is Cal's relationship a lot of it just stemmed with how close he was with Wes and Kenny Payne well mm-hmm. again Kenny and Wes are super super tight obviously Wes brought Kenny on with the Knicks um he Leon Rose and and, and Wes did and um so I, I would think they're gonna get DJ Wagner Louisville that's a that'd be a hell of a start they'll probably get Imani Bates this year and although how is still, that going i haven't heard we haven't heard hardly yeah, they're still waiting i mean i think it's For more what? in in elgin's court right now in, in amani and if they want to go to louisville they'll go to louisville but right now louisville's just waiting hmm. i think he's gonna go to louisville i mean it everything lines up you bring in milt to do this dj wagner is going to be for all intents and purposes louisville bound 
and it is outstanding for that rivalry. Yeah. Which it, nothing let's could face be better it, for that rivalry. Oh, it need the rivalry needs it, frankly, because the way the last couple of years have gone, obviously Chris Mack and and Cal got into it a little bit, but Mack at Louisville just never really seemed to get off the ground running. This has a chance to create some real heat, some back and forth. It's just compelling. It's old school, honestly. It is a Cal move in 2022, and it's awesome. I expect DJ Widener in a Louisville Cardinals jersey. If they're smart, here's the one thing. Do what Patrick Baldwin didn't do. Do it early. Because if you do it early, you're going to get a lot around you. If you wait too yeah. late, it's going to be the DJ Wagner show with not enough around him to be able to contend for maybe a, a final yeah. four. But if you do it early, I'm telling you, kids want to play with this kid. Like he is not, I, I he think, is not a I black hole. Need, I think he needs people around him, though. Like we're, we're, we're talking about DJ Wagner as the number one player in the class. Well, this is not 2023 is not a great class. And DJ Wagner is a a really good yeah. five star. He'd be top mm-hmm. ten in any class that he he is a part of. I don't think that he'd be the number one player in any class that he is a part of. He is a really good prospect. He's not. Are you saying he's not Shaden Sharp? No, no, who is Shaden Sharp? Shaden Sharp's better Nobody. than Zion. Nobody. No, no one's better than <laughs> Shaden. Nobody. He's moving. It up. goes. It goes. It goes like this. LeBron James, right here, right. Then you have Jason Tatum right here, and then you have Shane Sharp. That is the Jeff Goodman power Listen, rankings of best players in the world. Jason Tatum is four victories away from an NBA title. All right, so you can say what you want about my, my love affair with Jason Tatum, but right now I don't think anybody can doubt this is a kid who's going to be in the Hall of Fame, who when it's all done, said and done, uh, he will be one of the top 50 players ever to play this game as long as he health provided. I mean, let me, let me ask you this. It's about time that you got one of these predictions right. It's about time. To be determined. (laughs) All right, so so as a Celtics lifer, how how did you feel about the purple and gold armband? I understand it stood for Kobe and all that stuff, but. I think they made too much about it. That was. I did too. My bigger problem was like, like, honestly. Who cares? Who cares? Right. Who ca- he did it. it. It was it was cool that he sent the text message to, to Kobe and he showed it. But don't make a big deal about something. It's not like like to me, if he had gone for 45 in that game and showed the, the Kobe mentality, then I might have said, the, you know, Mamba mentality, whatever you want to call it. Then I might have said, OK, let's make it into a little bit of a story here because that's not Tatum. Right. That that's not how he is generally. So if he had done that. But he didn't. He, he had a decent game um, for him. And yeah, I just, they were, I said this to Talia when we were watching. And I'm like, I'm like, I just hate when producers, I don't put that on the, the host or the talent a lot of times. It's in their ear. Right. It's in they're, your they're ear. Got to bring it back up. They're being told that segment to talk about it. And it's forced. It was just forced. Yep. That's, and, and that was Mark Jones on the game. Yeah. Right. Yes. So not that it matters, but it, like that's the thing. If it were Breen, he would have probably done the same thing. Yeah. That's yes. and and that game producers as good as there is in the NBA, but no producers perfect. Every I'm game. I'm not even produ- talking the game. I'm talking the next morning on Sports Center. They were talking about it every hour, and it, it was just it, it's too much. But that's yeah. part of the well, problem. I mean, 
look, here's 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 the other part of the problem is that if you went back and you watched the pregame for game seven on ESPN, instead of talking about Jimmy Butler, instead of talking about Jason, uh, Taylor, instead of talking about the fact that we have these two incredible stories, instead of talking about everything going on with that game, you know what was leading into it? No. What is LeBron's legacy gonna end up? Yes, and it was Stephen no. A. Smith yelling about it. They have all of these talented guys. They have JJ Reddick. They have all these other guys that are really, really good at what they do. And we have Stephen A. Smith yelling about LeBron James and his legacy. 15 minutes before the only game seven, we were coming off the one good game that we've seen this entire round of the playoffs, right? And we have Jimmy Butler going absolutely bonkers in Boston to force a game seven. And what do we talk about the next time that we see this game broadcast is LeBron James legacy. Because it's easier for them to talk about. And that that's why the current, that's why the current and recent NBA players on the air has been so refreshing Mm -hmm. because frankly, some of these guys, no offense to them, but, if it's easy oh. to talk about for them for two and a half hours, that's what they're going to talk Listen, about. They're I'm, not going to break tired. down the intricacies. It's, it's fine having it's fine having these guys arguing about shit on like the the ten a.m. shows and on not first before. take and all this. Not but before like, the game, for, for the preview stuff, like give me someone that could actually players. break down the actions. Yeah, give me give me Draymond right. and JJ right. Redick and right. Patrick Beverly sitting there having an actual conversation about what you have to be able to do to beat the Heat. To How do you game. stop Jason Tatum? What do you have to do to be able to get the ball out of his hands? What Go do you do with a guy like Jimmy Butler when he's going nuts? Him. Go get somebody that just Jeez. guarded Jason Tatum, whoever it was in in the Milwaukee series. Go get that guy, bring him on, and tell us what it's like to try to guard Jason Tatum. Right. I want right. that would be compelling television, right? Like right. to me, well, Rob, that, you, know, you know what we need to do, Goodman? We need to get the field of 68 expanded into the NBA. Yeah, <laughs> we, we, we probably do because we could we could get listen, we, we could get some good dudes. I, I have my list last week. They already poached one for my list, CJ McCollum. They got him. Good. Good. You know, the, like Blake Griffin. I don't know. How Honestly, that, that makes if that makes the product better for what we're watching for these Good. NBA finals, which Good. is the which is the greatest greatest platform that we could have for this sport. Right. right. Go get all those guys. Please do it. We're never. It's going to be a long time before we can afford those guys. All right. <laughs> we'll point. just call it what it is. That's It'll be a long time good. before we can afford them. But very, very anyway. Good. Listen, T.O.'s got to get on his plane. He's got to go catch his flight to Sweden. He'll be safe. Goodman, Goodman's already ruined enough stuff coming onto this podcast. Fanta's audio has gone completely to shit. After T.O.'s audio went completely to shit. We got to call this podcast. It's been an hour and a half. So you need some make new, sure you-, you need some new headphones. That I'm going to buy you some new headphones. These are these are really nice beats. You, you must really have, nice Where did beats. you get them out of? You get them like down the beach? Terrence what is like, what did I get them out of? It looks like you found them in a bin. Like ten dollars, no, nine ninety nine. No, no, no. no five really below. Nice Those are five. Really they're nice. five below headphones. Five below. Five, 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 five below in two thousand fourteen. They're the five below Beats. You're right. You got. You guys. You guys. You when, guys did you, when did you buy them? How old are they? Uh, I don't. Twenty fourteen uh, months. Eighteen months old. I got them at the start of the pandemic. Eyes those bright red. Yeah, they look good. Don't be jealous. Don't be jealous. <laughs> that you can't pull it off. He don't told us that he worked. Off. He also told us tonight that he worked at a friendlies 20 years ago. I did too. Yeah. My first job was great. Was, I have a great worked at the same story. one. I have a great <laughs> friendly story, but I cannot tell it on the air. And Terrence I'll, goes, I'll, I'll tell my what's great a friendly friendlies? story. I'll, I'll tell goes, you my, what's a friendly. <laughs> he's, not, he's not from the East coast, man. He doesn't get it. 
Um, I'll tell you my great friendly stories. There was one time I was, I was sitting. Can, can we log home. off? Can we log off? <laughs> We've already heard the story. No, no, no. I walked, I walked into the, I walked into the, the walk-in cooler where they keep all the stuff, not, not the freezer, the cooler, where, like the big walk-in fridge and the, the two other chefs are there and they have a 12 pack of Corona and a bottle of tequila right before the start of the shift. They're sitting there drinking it. And I'm 17 <laughs> years old. And I'm like, like, what are you doing? They're like, you want one? It's like, yeah, I want a beer. Let's go. <laughs> now, that That's that was a began. fun shift. That was a fun shift. And with that, we are ending this podcast. Yeah.